All right. Sounds like we're ready to go. I'm here with the word is Mark. Mark, how you doing? Yeah, doing good. Yourself? I'm doing really well. It's, uh, I noticed with the, uh, the collab, it takes a little bit for the audio to adjust. And it finally like works its way and then collab- uh, calibrates itself. I don't know if you experienced that on your end. Yeah, but if you play back as well, if we speak, kind of time, it kind of glitches out a little. Okay. All right. Well, on today's episode, we are here to talk about Golden State, San Antonio, uh, game one. They just had that. Uh, we intended to do a, a, a pregame show, but we just end up doing a post show here. But so going into the, the game, Mark, what do you think? Um, who did you favor um, for this series between Golden State and San Antonio? See, going in, even with Stefan out of the lineup, I still did kind of think that Golden State was going to stand up um, just because of, you know, the super team they've got now, especially with the Spurs not having quiet at the moment as well. It just felt like Golden State for me. And and by the way, if you didn't catch the score, um, it was Golden State, 113, beating San Antonio, 92. Uh, even though it's 113 to 92, it really wasn't that close. I mean, even that, uh, you kind of said some things uh, between the, the gap in points, but it could have been a lot worse. They they put in the, um, you know, some of the bench. I mean, Draymond was in there still towards the end, but um, yeah, they threw in a lot of bench players on Golden State's end, and it, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a bigger blowout than, than what the uh, final score dictated. Um, so with Steph being out and him, you know, th- them reevaluating him next week, do you think that um, that Golden State can pull it off as far as the second round uh, if, if they do get past the Spurs? Do you think without Steph that they can they can uh, proceed and, and beat the uh, their next opponent in the second round? Just remind me, who would their second opponent be? Well, I mean, it's it's really the you know the outcome of, of whoever wins uh, on on the other side. I'm trying to trying to recall who they go up against uh, as far as the seating goes. But um, I, I'm just what I'm really saying is without Steph, how does that team? How does Golden State look when they when they play without Steph? In your opinion, it's kind with, of with it's KD kind of difficult. Because they've got decent players overall, um, but Steph's kind of the glue that team I guess in the way uh, the way that LeBron was for the Miami Heat back in the day when um, he was really there to help Wade and Chris Bosch come over everybody and I think in a way Steph's kind of that to Golden State he's kind of the glue to the team so I think it really depends who they come up against I mean if it's the the Pelicans and the Rockets, I think they might just get outplayed and we will see a different final. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, what I noticed in this game, um, and normally I'd be concerned if it was another team besides the Spurs, and, and I'll give it to the Spurs. They have a way of creeping up on you, even though you know they, they come out losing uh, by this large a margin, uh, 113 to 92. Um, they they have a way of creeping up on you. It's sort of like the tortoise and the hare where, the, you know, they know how to turn things around, readjust and just come back and win a series. But um, 
I think with Golden State, with them being a veteran team, they are able to uh, maintain the momentum that they have at this point. So normally I'd be concerned if it was a younger team or um, less experienced. But with, with a team like Golden State, I don't know if uh, Spurs can turn that around and, and uh, you know, just turn the series around in its entirety. Do you think that um, with Aldridge, do you think that Aldridge has what it takes to turn this team around as far as the Spurs go? Uh, not, not by himself. I don't think. I think he's kind of past that. I mean, I think Aldridge would have been better. Um, he would have been in a better situation if they wouldn't have traded him out of, or if he wouldn't have left. I can't quite remember the factual matters that happened, but he would have been better if he would have stayed in Portland with, um, obviously later. Well, now we've got Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum over there. And I think Aldridge would have been better with that bit of backup. I think if he stays in the Spurs and he hasn't really got that that other star or, you know, a top quality player to kind of support him, I think he's going to struggle a bit because, um, I mean, when he first went over to the Spurs, he struggled to kind of find himself. And a lot of people did say that he lost it and he wasn't going to go as far as um, like as good as he did look when he was in Portland and I don't know, I don't think he can do it by himself I think he needs someone there to help him get by and I think I think Pop is going to hope that someone like Kwai stays because I think he himself is thinking of where he can take that team going forward, I mean if the score was that close as what you've said, I mean, it shows that Pop is quite an amazing coach. And um, I don't know. I don't think by himself Aldridge can do it as good as Pop is. I think he needs more stars around him. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice, uh, the turnovers in this game, both both uh, uh, Spurs and the, the Warriors, they both did have a significant amount of turnovers. Um, but but really where Golden State stood out were the defensive rebounds. They were able to get 41 and um, compared to Spurs, 27. So really, like, I, I give a lot of credit to Draymond Green. He he put up a large amount of minutes. I think it was 32 he put in. And I, I don't know if there's gonna, they're going to shine light on that as far as the commentating goes in the game, just how much Draymond Green is contributing. It may not um, – it may not show up on the numbers, but with with Green being there, I think he does a lot defensively, uh, as far as like ball control and, and rebounding goes. But I think that that stat may not be there for them. Um, but but he is a big part of uh, this series, um, and and why they're able to contain the Spurs, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think he definitely stands out for the Golden State Warriors now. I mean. He's definitely that kind of anchor for them. I mean, people look towards um, Steph, Durant, and Thomas because they are they can be scoring powerhouses and they can put the points up. I mean, someone that I kind of want to point out, and I know he gets a bad rap, but at the start of the game, Javale McGee did fairly well. Um, oh yeah, definitely the the, the uh, block he had early on. Yeah, his his. Uh... Yeah. His height is definitely um, also helping. Yeah, you make a you make a good point with that. Besides Green, uh, McGee too. Yeah, I, I uh, 
I'm glad you brought that up. It's just there's a lot defensively that that the Warriors are, are focusing on now that they needed to, and and that's gonna. Um, I, I really think that this could be a sweep. Honestly, I'm just gonna put that out there. Just just the way, um, just the way they're playing when you compare the two teams. But um, currently, Wizards and the uh, Raptors are playing. Um, what do you what do you have on that, Mark? What do you think? We're moving over to the. Uh, Eastern Conference with that, with the Toronto Raptors and Washington Wizards. See, the Raptors are doing quite well right now. I mean, to come out first in the East is, okay, maybe not the same as the West, because obviously the West has a lot of the powerhouse players right now. But for Toronto to show up like that, when you've got like Cleveland and Boston, New Look Boston with Corey Irving, even though he's going to be out for the playoffs, I think Toronto did well with that, with DeRozan and Lowry, especially and Valanciunas. Well, do you think though that they can um, they can pull it off? Because you've seen what's happened the, the last few years with the Raptors when they get into the playoffs. Um, you can call it. You see, what worries me about the Wizards is John Wall and Bradley Beal. See, any time that Philadelphia comes up against them, I kind of flinch a bit because someone like John Wall for like the league is pretty dominant and he kind of knows it in a way. Um, I think it's kind of 50-50, but I could see the Wizards possibly overcoming. Yeah, it, it's really going to be how Beal um, plays with Wall and the chemistry there between between those two. Um and of course, Toronto. I mean, how how are they going to do? Because they they seem to uh, have trouble when it comes to the playoffs. But overall, what do you what do you think? Who's going to take it? Um, are they going to go to Game Six, Game Seven? What what is your prediction on that one? Uh, I want to go Six and Wizards. I think just. All right, so I'm going to hold Mark to that. He's, he's saying uh, Wizards in six. All right, we are going to be coming back to you with part two, um, maybe a post-show, maybe uh, some predictions. But, uh, Mark, thank you for joining me. We'll uh, catch him on uh, The Word is Mark. We'll, we'll be doing part two, following up on uh, on the NBA playoffs. Anything else you want to add, Mark? Not this time. Okay. All right, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for listening, and we'll uh, – See you guys in the next one.